hungry. hungry. Run, run the track. Darling, there's only one God. The Dirty Bag Podcast is your virtual check-in spot to celebrate the highs, unpack the lows, and sort through the in-betweens of life. It's a place to laugh, cry, self-correct, and cut up. I'm your host, Cookie, and I'm in these grown folk trenches right along with you. Well, darling, there's only one God. Darling, there's only one Welcome to the Dirty Bag Podcast. I'm your host, Cookie. And once again, y'all know me and my girl talk and how it is essential to survival. It's almost summertime. It's Gemini season. My favorite. It's the most Ooh. wonderful fucking time of the year. So I had to bring a couple of homies in with me today so we can chatter, chatter, chit, chit. Got the homie Pepper and Terry in the building. Say hello. Hello. Hi, everybody. I'm Pepper. And I'm Terry. And together we are shit. (laughs) The shit to be shit. So hold up. So, y'all, this is kind of a mini reunion today. So the last time I was in the same room with these two was Atlanta, March 20 fucking 19. I'm gonna get y'all back. 2019. I'm gonna get y'all the back. Yes, I had literally just <laughs> oh my Some god. Was in there. Sunflower was in there. <laughs> Damn sabbatical. Okay, so here's what happened. So I was freaking five kinds of pregnant. I just found out that I was pregnant days before. And um nobody knew yet. So we go on this trip to Atlanta. It's Pepper's birthday. And mm-hmm. I'm basically like, I ain't told nobody yet. I'm in shock. I'm still trying to figure this shit out. So I'm just going to tell everybody that like, I'm not drinking because I'm on a spiritual journey and I just don't want, you know what I'm saying? I don't. <laughs> <laughs> I remember that. I, I remember all of that. I just know it was bullshit because me and Carrie, I mean, me and Ariel can throw some shit back. And, bruh, they were buying us drinks. So free drinks? And she got some damn I done went to Cuba and came back. And I done had a spiritual incline and shit. Yeah, right. And, and <laughs> let me tell you, my, in 2019, I was like, oh, my God, she is so, oh, my God, she is so amazing. Like, oh, my God, yes, spiritual journey. She's having one. And I'm here for it. Oh my God, tell me all about it. I was eating the shit up. <laughs> <laughs> eating it up. Wait, find out I'm pregnant. I'm in shock. Like, I'm excited, but like, my daughter didn't pop up on the ultrasound yet. So it was still like, I got to come back and go back to another doctor's appointment because they trying to tell me I might be ectopic. And I'm like, well, let's just, you know, do X, Y, Z. I had all these blood tests and all that stuff. And then I'm like, all right, I'm going to freaking Atlanta. Okay, fine. How am I going to hide this even though, and it ended up being like the best damn weekend. But the the strip club was the funny part. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) I would never go back to Magic City. No disrespect to the culture and the history that Magic City holds. Blue flame is where it is. And all that smoke, the food wasn't doing what it was supposed to do. 
We were doing the heel toe, literally. I, I stood by the window all night. And this is how I was pregnant, pregnant. I stood by the damn window at the strip club all night waiting for some food. Waiting on a burger that ended up being nasty as hell. I didn't get the wings. I don't know why I didn't get the wings, but I'm at the window just like hungry as shit. And it took them like 45 minutes because of course they got to service the strippers first. So it was just, man, that was a crazy weekend. But that was the last time we linked up and everybody's mm. life has changed. So what's been going on with y'all since then? Mm. <laughs> I am now on a sabbatical. Um, I feel where you were at then, you know, and no, I am not with a child. <laughs> I don't know. Actually, it's just been evolving. I've grown a lot mentally. A lot of shit don't bother me no more. We went down there for Meek Mill. Let's just be honest, because Meek was in Atlanta, but we were too drunk to go anywhere. Me and Terry Weekend started off with liquor. People are buying us liquor that That's entire right. weekend. Yes. Soon as we got off the plane, soon as we got off the plane, we stopped to get something to eat, and we sat at a bar with a bunch of white people. And when I tell you, they was like, "Oh, ladies want a drink?" I'm like, sure, sure. Whole we had a mix of everything. Uh huh. They was just buying us a drink. Uh huh. But since since then, let's see. I've, uh, I I'm newly single. I was actually with someone at that time. Um. Uh, there I go. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, let's see I've I've moved I've started another job like yeah a lot of stuff has happened since 2019 2019 why are you single though what what happened so I realized that if you don't have children and there is and you're not taking care of somebody else why can't I be number one oh so in all seriousness, why can't, if you have no one else that you are responsible for, then why can't your significant other be number one? And I was not number one. And I was second to a best friend, a sister, uh, which, but you have to understand, we were together for four years. Okay. Now okay. I, this wasn't some, some baby relationship. Like this wasn't year one. This was year four. Okay. Right. So by then, you know, I was living with him at the time and I still was third on the totem pole, maybe second sometimes. Uh, the nail in the coffin was uh, he had taken a week off for his friend's birthday. They were supposed to go out of town. OK, I'm all I'm all about, you know, guys doing what they do best. Hang out. Right. Okay. They decided not to go anywhere. I was like, oh, okay, so you're going to be here the week. He's like, yeah, you know, we decided not to go. I had tickets to a comedy show. And I was like, do you want to go with me? He's like, no, because I don't know what uh, what my friend's going to do. And I was like, oh, okay. This is a dude? Yeah. Is yeah. he fucking his friend? No. I'm sorry. No. These are questions you like, got to ask. <laughs> no, and it's understandable because when you when you play the story back, like it's a question that you'd ask. Like, are, when they, no, they have been friends for a very long time. That's fine. They've been friends since like elementary school. I understand. It's almost like another sibling to you. But when I come back home and you didn't go anywhere, oh, we didn't, we ended up not doing anything. Okay. Oh. So. And it wasn't just one comedy show, it was two comedy shows after that. I was like, so you just don't want to hang out with me? This point? I don't like it. What the fuck? Like, and then 
there was like a couple other things in the same in that same round because one of my love languages is quality time. Yes, ma'am. I'm sorry. So one of my love languages is quality time. And it's not one of those where we always have to be doing something. It's us spending time together. Right. But you don't want to spend any time with me. That's what it feels like. Because every time I ask about doing something or even the smallest thing for, hey, let's go to the grocery store. It was, no, I don't want to do that. No, I don't want to do that. I was like, okay. I've been with you for four years. Where, what are we doing? What are we doing? Where are we going? I can't, I can't constantly be at this point with you. I'm always at, it's like pulling teeth to, to figure out where we're going, what we're doing. I can't do that anymore. So I got set up. Pep, what did you do? Cause you know, when, when we in them kind of relationships, there's always that one home girl that be telling you yay or nay, or be giving you whatever discernment is telling her about the situation. Pep, did you watch this go down for this long? Honestly, yeah, I did. But we we but we all were friends. But first, like she was our friend first. But I did towards the end it was bullshit. He would definitely even like when it came to important shit, like everybody else knew about his important shit before she did. So it was like, okay, uh, are you really in this relationship? So he'd be spilling things out to everybody else. Oh, we good, everything is good. Okay. You know, but it's not really good. So I he liked like the he liked the ideal of being in a relationship, but he wasn't really in the relationship. Do you feel like I feel like people tell us things without telling us things? But with us, we want to tell we want them to come out and just say it. We want it to be cut and dry, otherwise we'll keep going. Cause I think with me, like if somebody is like not spending time with me or making excuses, you telling me what it is. I'm just not really trying to accept that that's what it is because I want you. Like, I've yeah. got, and I've had to be like, okay, sis, you also kind of making a fucking fool out of yourself right now because they outside. But the thing you is, know, like, as Black women, we always give more. Like, we've always been the ones to always want to give, give, yeah. give. And, and we also give things that we are not always getting back. Rather, it's in any type of relationship, friendship, uh, companionship, or either family. So we always giving. I told you that a long time ago. I mean, it was, no, it was recently that I felt guilty that I couldn't show up the way I used to for people. But I realized I used to give so much energy away. Like when you start replenishing your own cup and stuff, you realize like it, it takes a minute. We don't realize how much time it requires to fill our cup because we ain't never did it before because we trying to be hmm. givers, servitude. So, so my question is this then, all this giving that you were doing were people giving back to no, you? No, I never thought to ask. Here's what I learned in therapy is that a lot of times, I said this before, our behavior comes from things that happened to us when we were younger. We're either trying to open, overcompensate, fill a void or whatever. So I was always giving to other people what I wanted people to give to me. But I also mm -hmm. said this like a few weeks ago, like folks didn't understand, don't understand the assignment. But at the same time, they should, like people don't keep taking. So it's your responsibility to set boundaries. The only problem is when you've been this extreme with giving so much, whether it's relationship, um, platonic, your homegirls, is that 
there's a shock value, a shock factor that comes into play when you're the opposite. Now folks think you being funny because they used to you being a certain way, but you were that certain way because you wanted to get that also. So it's you being yeah. a giving. I mean, but then, and then there's a fine line of, well, you just did it to get this in return. No, I'm a giving person, but I'm also somebody that's been neglected a lot in my life as well. So when you mix that little, that little crock pot of shit together, it just, it's a recipe for a whole lot of exhaustion. I want you to give this to me. I'm giving this to you. I'm not getting this back from you. And now I'm frustrated. Like, I think this is really a season of people going to do what they do until you put boundaries on that shit. Yeah. And then a lot of relationships aren't even relationships. A lot of people aren't willing to set boundaries or a lot of people don't know their nose. You get what I'm saying? Like, even with ourselves, like, no, I, sometimes we got to say, even though we want to give, 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 sometimes we have to tell ourselves no, because it took so long for us to heal. You get what I'm saying? So I'm, that's, like, I'm, not, I'm not your mother. I'm not your mother. I'm not here Maybe to I'm give not you things that you should have got mm-hmm. from your mama. And that's double that's double sided on both sides. And I think something that we we also don't do is communicate for real. And I don't mean like, oh, like real communication. I mean talk about the hard shit too. And that's something that a lot of people don't do. Open lines of communication in every relationship. That means with your with your girlfriends too. Talk about the talk about the shit that hurt. Like, hey, you said this to me and it hurt my feelings. Yes, it hurt my feelings and you should know about it. because So then that way you can decide whether or not what you did was unintentional or not, uh, or if you yes. did it on purpose. Right. So those, those things it. matter. I will, I'm going to tell y'all something right now. This is me. This is, I don't know. I hate when people say this is my toxic trait because it may not be a toxic trait. You just don't know. I cut as much as I love and give, I will cut you off so damn fast. But the only reason is, and I'm not saying this is okay. It's because I'm very communicative and expressive out the gate about what my deal breakers are in my friendship. I tell people like I'm a rider. So loyalty is a hot button for me. Defend me in my absence. Um, The one thing I don't communicate though, is that when I'm depleted, And I think that people just can never tell I'm depleted because I do that strong. We used to do that strong black woman shit. But because I I talk so much about the things that bother me up front. And when you start doing it, I feel like, and I'm not saying this is right, but it's like, bro, you know, that's a problem for me. That's all I talk. Y'all know that's all I talk about. So now you're doing it. So I'm going to exit stage left. I'm again, I'm not saying it's right. It's just what I do. So I know that's an area of opportunity, but like, can't nobody ever say, I didn't know that that bothered her, bro. I've talked about it for umpteen years. What you mean? Like, I feel like I give the blueprint for friendships with me. <laughs> and I right, no, a lot right. of people aren't really listening. And that's another that, that's thing. Like you is. can communicate all day. Like you'll just be talking to a complete wall. And a lot of people don't realize in any relationship, not only do you have to communicate it, but they also have to be willing to listen right. and to be able to comprehend that. Like if I say that my nose are this X, Y, and Z, then why would you go push every last button right. to see how far you can take me? And then, you know, she's angry. She's, well, she's strong. She can take that. No, ma'am, I'm delicate. So treat me as such. People don't think, no. people don't see the delicate in you. People don't think you delicate because you, because I mean, because Pepper, when I met you, oh, yeah. Pep, let me tell y'all about Pepper. Let me tell y'all about Pepper. Pep is one of them people, if she rock with you, she rock with you. But if she ain't no fake in her, there's not a lot of people like Pep because if she don't rock with you, you're not only, you gonna, not, not only will you know, she gonna call it out. She's going to call you out. And people don't know how to deal with that. Like it's shocked because everybody walks around tippy toeing around. Like I kind of wish I was more like the old you. I get where 
there needed to be moments of like, hey, take it down a notch. But I see where it's necessary. You got to have somebody in your corner that'll pop off when folks just ain't hearing the message. And we love you for I, it, Pepper. We really do. Because when I tell you, I've seen it in action. Okay, me and Pepper hanging, hanging out, <laughs> hanging out, and it's somebody showing fuck with no more. You like, oh, it's just like they just didn't exist. It's a whole. They can say, hey, Pep, what's going on? And she'd be like, Bloop. I was like, oh damn. I was like, oh, but you know who she's about. talking about? Okay. She's talking about some old me. You're not the person still, now, but them yeah. old, baby, I'm gonna tell no. y'all one pepper story. Oh Lord. She probably don't want to hear about this. It was just the funniest thing to me because even the people that were involved a couple of years ago finally laughed about it. It was fine. I'm like, okay, so we all know it was funny and we all knew she had reason to do it. So me and me and Pep met in the streets. Ferguson. That's my front line. Yeah. So I know her from a giving standpoint, but I know her from a warrior standpoint. She'll pop off for black people. But somebody tried it. It was some commotion going on. People were trying to get it together. We couldn't figure out how to break it up. It was a fight over some petty shit. It was highly unnecessary. And when you can't get a group of people to stop fighting, you do what you got to do. So Pep turned into like extreme mama. I right, ain't gonna stop fighting. I'm gonna, I'm gonna spray all of you. When I tell y'all pepper, pepper spray like 20 niggas. <laughs> it broke the fight up. <laughs> a lot of people didn't like me behind was, that. But they was jumping people. They was jumping this. It was just like, it, was, it wasn't fair. Looking back, I see why it happened, but it was like, y'all got to break this shit up because the cops is watching us. So since then, nobody have sense enough to break it up. Pepper said, it was like a miss. It wasn't even that, it was a miss. It was just a miss. Them bodies separated and started dropping and a, but she did what she had to do. That's an example of either y'all going to tighten up or I'm going to tighten you up. <laughs> you know what? And a lot of people that like me and D Seals, like we didn't like, he didn't like me for a minute after that. And we ended up talking before he passed, like, and he actually invited me to a few things that he had. And I wish, like, it didn't take so long for us to mend things. Yeah. And because, like, we missed out on a lot of great moments that we could have had, like, as far as a family. You get what I'm saying? And, like, we, we talked about it afterwards. But it took a lot of bullshit to get there. It took a lot of bullshit to get there. And, uh... Yeah, like, there's no gray area with me. If I rock with you, I don't care if you across the country somewhere if I can make it or if I can aid in any way I try to but one thing that I learned that I didn't get that in return and that's yeah. not even just from like yeah. like that came from family as well yeah. so like I had to stop giving financially spiritually or physically because I was always standing in I didn't mind standing in where there was something missing but then I looked at myself I'm like damn I'm missing a lot of stuff right now that's and I couldn't look around completely depleted there's nothing that hurts more than looking up and realizing you all empty and everybody that you poured into ain't like that that hurts and it's a it's a hurt that you really don't know how to describe because it's like why is this happening mm -hmm. like i did everything i'm supposed to do i'm a good person i show up for people why don't people show up for me but it's learning that everybody ain't you 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 make this assumption that everybody yep. so that's why you because i was somebody that like i don't I don't really vet people. I told somebody before, like I find, I see good energy and I, I immediately like gravitate towards it. You're doing some stuff that seems to be for black people, entrepreneurship, you doing X, Y, Z, you, my people, not realizing that people are just that 
people. You ain't pulled back these layers yet. You don't know their credibility. You don't know their true character. You catching a vibe and you riding with it. And then by the time you realize that this person ain't, this ain't the vibe, this ain't what's up, you in so deep. It's like, how do you get out? So me, I just quietly whoop. And folks like, why she acting fun? <laughs> no, you, you ain't it. You know, that's one of those things I had to learn too is because I used to say, I can't expect others to treat me the way I treat them. Yeah. And I was sitting there and thinking back on it, and I was like, maybe I should expect people to treat me the way I, I treat them. Because if I treat you with all the, all the respect in the world, right. right? And I give, give, give to you when you know I need something or when you, you see me acting funny or acting different, like you know something's going on, but you, you just ignore it. That's a problem. It is a problem. So, yeah. So that means you either know, especially if you notice it, that's the part that bothers me too. It's like, oh yeah, I saw that she wasn't doing so well, but you didn't check on me. And men will really just let you, them, them suckers will let you like, drown. Drown. You know One thing I drown. is like a lot of people that say they're pro-Black and pro the movement and pro-Black progression those were the main ones. Like you guys know how ter like tore up I was about losing my brother in 2018. And I know a lot of people that I stood on the front lines with and like made shit shake and shut down with. And a lot of them, a lot of those men and women were like, well, we'll speak about the men first. A lot of those men were like, wouldn't even help me because I wouldn't fuck them. Like they was in my inbox talking about how they can get the coochie but bro, I just lost my whole brother. Like I'm suffering right now. Right. So you pro black progression, but un unless I sleep with you, we can't move yeah. further with that. Yeah. That's when I learned that I needed to fall back. It's that fall back. It's so hard when it's something that you give so much to that you realize like it's destroying you. I think that's the hardest thing about doing things that are for the advancement and looking out for your people is that sometimes that very thing, if you're not careful, it can destroy you because it, it operates the same way any other thing in life does. You just don't see it that way because of the passion and the purpose behind what you're doing. But we've watched it destroy many a people. And your health, your mental health, and all of that. That's what, and the thing is with men, we, we see them differently depending on what situation is. Like social justice, they supposed to be these. And it's like, no, nah, they still they still humans. They still got their issues. They still got their issues with their preferences, what type of girls they'll mess with, who they will protect versus who they don't protect, who they value, mm -hmm. what, what they type is, who they put on a pedestal, who they hide, who they love out loud. Mm -hmm. Like all of those, okay, Terry, I'm looking at your face right now. <laughs> Listen. Listen, you are you are you are not wrong. You are not wrong in any any way, shape, or form. Having having had situationships with men for so long, and I and I call them situationships because I can only count on one hand the serious relationships I've had with men. Men, and we're gonna go with men, not just black men, because I've dated more than just black men. But when we talk about a Black man, there is always going to be some type of boundary or, or wall, depending on the image that they want to have. And I've noticed that with, so talking to this guy, who I may mention before we started recording and stuff to Pepper, it's like, 
he has this, he is this intelligent man, okay? Because I, I am highly attracted to intelligent ass people. Don't know why. It's something about him, you know? And I don't mean just like, oh, book smart. I mean, like, got the degrees and can, you know, do some scientific shit. Like, I like intelligent me. I think it's sexy, right? But his image has always been pro-black, pro for the people and everything. Mm. My blackness was not enough for him. Oh, okay. And that's what it was. And that, and I had to sit there and think about that for a hot minute. Cause when we met, it was, uh, we met in 20, 2015, we met in 2015. That was the first time we met. And I was like, okay, you know, I like him. He's smart. He's for his people. I like this. This is beautiful. This is beautiful. Like I, I, I like where this is going. But for some reason, we never progressed past us going out. Oh, okay. He had you. We never, we never, we never progressed past going out. And I was like, now I, I come from a semi-broken home. That's what, that's how I'm going to put it. It was a semi-broken home because my parents didn't get married until I started high school. So I had both parents in the home. Me and my dad have a really good relationship. Me and my mom have a really good relationship. And one of the things my dad has always taught me is that if a man is going to love you, he's going to love you out loud and to everybody, okay? My cousins, my brothers, my, my dads, my grandfather, they love me out loud. So that's all I know, okay? Right. Right. So to experience it, I didn't realize it at first. I didn't realize this, like, you know, I was like, oh, let's go somewhere. Like I'd find these events and stuff that I wanted to go to, that I had friends that I knew would be there. Like I knew these events were, were well attended by some very, very cool people. Like I knew this was going to be the nice vibe and everything, you know, oh no, we can't do that. I can't do that. But I can come over to your house though. I can come to your apartment. I can meet you. You know, you can come over to my place. Why? Like, Why? we gonna, we gonna do to do whatever it is. Like, like that's, that's gonna happen, but we can't go out. Did you ever come from him? I didn't come from him about it until the second time we, we, uh, we linked up. Okay. And, and when we did, when I did, he was like, well, I was in a dark place then. So you in a dark place so you can only come to my place? Hmm. <laughs> <Nigga>. <laughs> look, I, I, look, I'm black enough for you to lay down with, but I'm not black enough for you to be seen in public with. So and that's what that it down. felt like. So break that down. When you say you wasn't black enough for him. So we're going to talk about skin tone. So I have albinism. I'm a black woman with albinism. Um... That means I have no pigmentation in my skin. That's on um, my eyes like to wiggle sometimes. <laughs> so what that means is that sometimes I don't fit an image that a melanated woman would have, right? Like we are not, we, we, I have the same features as a black woman. I am a black woman. Like if I was to have a child, she would be, he would be a black man, black woman, right? Right except what I look like. I, I got fair skin. So we're talking about a pro-black individual, right? Can't, can't be walking around with a white woman. Because yes, there is going to be a layer of education that takes place with my partner, okay? Whoever I choose to be with, there's going to have to be a level of education because 
what I tell my friends and what I and what my parents and my family has taught me that we have to we might have to defend you when you're not around. Right. They don't tell me these things, but I know it exists, right? My best, I, I've been friends with my best friend since we were freshmen in high school. And I know for a fact, she has had to defend me to other people. Okay. You know, defend my blackness or even defend the fact that, you know, oh, she she looks weird, you know? Cause you know, kids are, kids gonna be mean, whatever, you know, no matter what age they're gonna be and kids gonna be mean. So, right. With that being said, but there was nothing she's ever, she's never told me she had to do it, but I know she did because I know how school works, right? My cousins did the same thing. My cousin had a knife pulled on him, okay? Because, yes, when, and I remember this like it was yesterday, uh, used to go to Lincoln Elementary in Pagedale, all right? The school has now since been turned down, um, torn down, which is hilarious, but in Normandy School District, so these kids were throwing rocks at me. Okay, because me and all of my cousins and I were in the same school district. Okay, so we used to walk home from school to my grandmother's house. Kids started throwing rocks at me, and my cousins don't play about me. That's one thing I can tell you now. They don't. They don't play about me. Yeah, my cousins don't play about me. They never have. Right. So they. So this this girl pulled a knife out on my cousin because he was like, "You're not gonna throw rocks at her, and we gonna square up." And it was a whole, it was a whole fiasco. I was in elementary school, okay? Because the girl was defending her little brothers who were throwing rocks at me. And my cousins were like, no, that's not, that's not how this going to go. And it's right. five of them, okay? It's five of them. And at the time, I think my cousin, my oldest cousin was in high school at the time. So all five of them, and I'm the I'm I'm little one. So all five of them gave it up on this girl and her brothers. I was like, okay. Mm. So that's how it going. And so I've always been protected to a certain extent, to a certain extent. So when I went to started dating and I've had this experience with a black man, I've never had that experience before because again, my cousins and everybody else that I have always been around has always loved me out loud. Right. You know, hold, you know, hold my hand, you know, kiss me, all of this out loud. All of that is you know, so I've never had that experience before. So I didn't recognize it until I played it back later, right? And the sad part about it is I knew, I knew what it was when, because I was also talking to this white guy at the time too. And when I tell you I have never been wined and dined by somebody, that was my first time being wined and dined by somebody. Every time he was like, I'm coming to see you. We're going here, you know, get dressed. We're going here, here, here. It took me all over St. Louis. I was like, okay, all right. Period. So that's, so that's what this is. Okay. Whole different experience. So has that changed how you look at black men? I mean, with your condition and everything. So do you do you feel like you approach dating a little bit different than other black women because of that? I I do that, but I, I approach dating differently across the board, not just with black men though. And the reason I say it, because like I said before, it takes a certain, a different layer to be my partner. Because I have to know that you're going to protect me, not just mm. when I'm around, but protect me when I'm not there. Ooh. You're not going to stay silent in a room where they're sitting here talking about me. You're not playing along so, to get along because sometimes folks will do that. Yeah. 
So and I, I want you, I want to be loved out loud and I don't want to be a, an option to you. I want, I want to be the choice. I want to be the number one choice and I want you to love me out loud because I do the same for you. Right. So extend me that same courtesy. That's what I want. Is it? So it's always going to be a certain type of conversation. It's a conversation that I have, but inadvertently have, if okay. that makes sense. And the reason I said that is because I, you don't want to outwardly say, are you going to protect me when I'm not around? Right. Are you you got to protect me when I'm not around. Okay. Damn, girl, just met you. Like, <laughs> so it's, it's a conversation that inadvertently happens. And when I was younger, and I go back to this because I never I never realized this until later on, right? Nothing, I never realized anything until later on because again, I was very well protected by my family. Not in a, not, not in a, we're gonna shield her from everything, right. but if something happened to me, it was somebody else that was doing the fighting for me, right? So kids stare at you, or kids will stare at me, adults will stare at me, and it is a reaction, seeing the reaction of the person that you're with. Mm, that is okay. the, that is the is the test, right? I ignore it because I notice it. But what am I gonna do? Me mug everybody, their mama. Uh, no, my face is too pretty for that. I'm sorry. Period. Do that. Okay. So it's ignoring it because my mother has always taught me one thing. She's like, if they want to know about you, they're going to ask. And all of those who make fun of you are ignorant. That is what we went to. That is that is the, the line growing up. That's what it is, okay? If somebody wants to know about you, they're going to ask. They're going to ask you in a respectful way, why do you look the way you do? Oh, I look this way because I have albinism. I have no pigmentation in my skin. All others are ignorant because I'm approachable. Right. I'm approachable. So it's not like I'm I'm walking around with a mean mug on my face. I'm approachable. And with that being said, the people that are with me are well, maybe not Peppa, because sometimes Peppa not not that approachable. She don't like she don't like people like that, but you know. You can't be all up in pep face. You just gotta baby. <laughs> yeah, you can't. I'm not. This is new Peppa. New neck and everything, honey. Good play. Go ahead, new Peppa. So Whoever I'm with, they make they make the they make the determination on whether or not what we're doing is going to be comfortable with them, right? My friends hang out with me all the time. We do any and everything. Right. And so You're if my time. friends treat me, oh thank you. You know, I try. Yeah, I be wearing a girl out, but I try. Come <laughs> yeah, this girl barefoot in the strip club. <laughs> Spirit, if I never met I'm praying that she's barefoot. I'm looking for a sandwich. I completely forgot about that. No regrets. No regrets. That was look. Look, that was that was pre-COVID too, so germs didn't matter. Look, you fuck you with germs like that. But yeah, so. If I have friends that are are like even my guy friends, I have my one of my best friends is named Yusuf. He's a six foot Pakistani man. I love him to death. All right, he will defend me to the ends of the earth. 
Okay. So if my male friends can do it, I think my significant other should be, you know, in the front lines to do it, right? Them so I don't think it has anything. Ride. Them male, them, them homies will ride. Man. You know, somebody says yes. you don't have a male friend, you got somebody waiting for their turn. No. Their points could be Ooh. made there. I don't know, but like that's a whole nother conversation. I, the man that I've been non-sexual with, those have definitely been the ones that they step. Maybe they step in a big way. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I don't I don't think my I don't think I have looked at black men differently because I was raised by black men and I love black men. Now will my partner be black at this right at this exact moment? He is not. Okay. All right, because we are less than after something else right now. Oh, you're less than all right. Tasty, but <laughs> listen, <laughs> I can't wait till July. Mm. You're gonna cut up in July. You are you outside or inside? Girl. That's my question for everybody. Are you inside or outside this summer? Oh, uh, I'm outside before July 2nd, and I'm in and I'm inside July 2nd through the 10th, and then I'm outside again. Unless something else happens. Not so. you plan the street schedule. <laughs> <laughs> not, <there's> a, <laughs> not the street itinerary. <laughs> hey. um, my business Listen. hours are from. Mm-hmm. From nine to five. Because <laughs> depending on what happens between the 2nd and 10th of July, who knows? I might be, you know, indoors after that. Doubt it. Oh. But, you know, <laughs> you never know. Yep. And I, I put nothing past anyone. Yeah. Um, I am outside with pasties and fishnets on all summer. Don't judge me, judge your mammy. Titties will be hanging Uh-oh. and swinging. The cooch will do what the cooch won't. And if you see this firebird on his ass, mind your business. If you ain't tipping, you ain't touching. Like, <laughs> approach me as such. That's all. Who gonna check me, boo? <laughs> yeah. That's so. it. Like, it's We're good. enjoying life this year with no boundaries. Well, when you well, boundaries on others with no limitations, I'll put it that way. We're going to enjoy ourselves with no limitations, but a lot of boundaries. Respect me at all. I don't care what I have on. And that goes back to protecting Black women. When we speak about protecting Black women, a lot of times they mean those that are pigmented. And it upset me when Terry sat there and told me about how she was treated as a woman with like. I never thought of it. You know what I mean? Either. Like, honestly, I it, that conversation never crossed my mind because I have a cousin that's albino. You get what I mean? So, like, we treat him just like the rest of them. We all niggas. You get what I'm saying? Nappy hair and bushy eyebrows. But when we say protecting Black women, do what do we mean by that? And what defines what make what defines our Blackness? Is it the or how we can articulate shit or? Like, what do we mean by respecting and protecting Black women? Because whether I'm outside with pasties and fishnets on, or I'm in a whole suit with a head wrap. You should still be res- respected regardless. You're a Black respected woman. Respected regardless. With like a fine print. Um, and it does. And it does. And that's not even just... Not even if we're, not, we're not even talking about skin tone at this point. We're talking about everything. If a man doesn't want to sleep with you, he's not going to protect you. Mm. Okay. If if a man doesn't see, you know, any type of good in you, he's not gonna protect you, which that's not how that works. That is not protect all black women. We shouldn't have to put an all in there. That all should not exist. Protect black mm. men, um protect black women, point blank, period. Okay, that's all it is. We're standing up for black men. 
Right, we, regardless. No matter what. We don't require that. That's what I like, said. The man. between us and y'all is like, y'all don't have to qualify for our protection. We don't, mm -hmm. even sometimes when the situation might be sketchy because you are a part of us, we gonna rock. That's the difference. But when it comes to us, yeah. it's all, oh, well, hold on because y'all, like there was a video. Okay, this video just came out of this 23-year-old girl in the gas station that got attacked by this white man. I guess he was getting too close. Oh. He was already on a rampage outside, but the video footage in the gas station shows him freaking molly whopping her. And a yeah, black man that. was kind of coming down the aisle and didn't do nothing. So in the comment section on this gossip mm. blog, dudes started joking around like, no, nah, but y'all independent, right? Like making light of it. And then like, first of all, you don't know this particular girl. Why is it when it comes to us, y'all always trying to get cute? If you scared, just say that. If you a just coward, say just say that. <laughs> like, and they wonder why black women have to be so strong and stern all the time. And mm -hmm. now, and the thing that mm -hmm. upset me, like we seen the black man and the black man that was in that video, but did you notice the child that was in the bag? Not only are you a fucking coward, you're teaching that child that you're with to be Ooh, a fucking coward. So a lot of people look past that. The one thing that I seen was that little boy playing in the back of that aisle. What are you teaching young men to come? That's why a lot of these little black boys believe it's okay to put their hands on women, whereas it's okay for us to protect you and take care of you and mm -hmm. make sure you got clothes on and you're eating and all this good stuff. But when it comes to protecting us, it's a problem. And then there's limitations to that. A lot, I was upset with that black man that was in the not Like, he could have pulled that white man. Because if I was out of shot that cracker, let's just say it. Like, I would have shot that motherfucker two times over. I just did one for him and then one for his mama. Like, because at what point do we just completely draw the line because if we decide that we don't want to protect black men no more oh baby all hell will break loose it's starting though uh, pay attention i brought this up about the young man who got filleted by his white girlfriend this was the first time black women collectively mm -hmm. said you know what he said we were disgraceful we're embarrassment i'm literally going to mine it was christian obumsley um we yeah. minded our business Nigeria. because the boy talks mm -hmm. to me. he ain't the first one it's starting to happen to where we've got exhausted if something happens to y'all it ain't saying we wish we wish bad on y'all but our energy is reserved for ourselves and other sisters we're not playing this game with y'all no more to where we putting ourselves mm -hmm. out here we're putting our bodies on the line and exhausting emotional labor and mm -hmm. y'all give us a high five for that but when it's our turn like we literally starting to say you know what we got to rethink this let me let me let me let me rethink let me see your qualifications let's do them how they do us let me see your qualifications first before i go out here and ride or die for you what are you bringing to the table what what are you bringing to the table because when you look around it was more black women on the front line than what? anybody else we didn't got tear gas dragged and Facts. everything else Facts. we didn't got hit with rubber bullets Facts. but when you looked around how many black men were there ready and willing to to protect the black woman. There was so many online saying, man, y'all crazy or talking down on it. I'm like, cuz you the same one that be in my DM. So I'm good enough for you to flirt with, but I'm out here doing this on your behalf and you ain't got nothing for me. You, you got mm -hmm. all crazy or are you trying to find excuses or you gonna black on black crime me? So at that point, I think it took years for us to get to this space. This is why so many of us are like, you know what? We're focusing on us now. When we get the overflow, we can revisit this conversation, but so much has been taken from us. This is where we are. It's not, it's not because of hatred or lack of love for you, but my God, I got to love me now because clearly- And they don't capacity, like it. Your capacity they does not extend this way unless you can get something between my legs. And even then you might get what's between my legs and you still ain't trying to protect me. You got what you needed. So on mm -hmm. that note, I'm- And then it's not going to worth it. 
let's just say a lot of times it's not even worth it. Like, baby, I can't even have an orgasm with you, but all you worried about is you coming. You can't you find a place for You can't oh, find a place for but you find it for me. Got it. That's the one right there. That's, that's the one right there. That make me come. Like, let's go. Like, you treat and that's not like all black men. You treat yeah, it it's not, like Waldo. Hello, and it's not okay. even all black men because you know I love a black man. I I would I cannot see myself with anybody else other than a black man. However, however, the never and never <laughs> like, but that list is very limited because, like I like Aria said, I like Aria said, like Cherry said, like I'm a sexual. Challenge my mind, but don't challenge me physically. Every time you want to see how much I can take, how much I can take, but you you're not willing to challenge me mentally. Well, not when I'm not mentally, because if you can't teach me anything or you're not willing to stand there the way I'm willing to stand in the truth for you, then what are you here for? Oh, you don't look this way. Yeah. Uh, you too dark skin. You too light skin. You too big. You too small. But at the end of the day, I'm still a black woman, and it's okay for you to lay in my bed with me. Mm-hmm. At this point, the rose, the rose, the best man I've had. <laughs> I haven't got one yet. I feel like I need me because you know what? I've been celibate like all um 2022. I think the last time I did anything was September. I, I didn't shut her down. And the thing is, I have no desire to give her out right now. Like I had my summer 2021. I was getting acclimated to Dallas. You know, I said this repeatedly. I had a little fun, but real quick it was like, y'all, yeah. So I've really been shutting it down. I noticed that when you shut it down, you know, I'm no stranger to celibacy. My longest, uh, my longest beard was four years, many years ago. I can do it. When you take that time, you'd be like, you know what? I ain't missing nothing. You you not. I ain't missing you nothing, I, but I'm scared of that rose. I you don't know. want my little thing hanging out like a uh, roast beef sandwich either. <laughs> so we go, I'm, I'm a little scared of that rose. I hadn't heard about the, I'm just going to take my time, but we can do this. We can do the rose and all of this all day. I'm excited that everybody's kind of in different chapters now. And it, it feels like the the time, the, the, this season is called Onward and Upward. onward and upward i like it i like it onward and upward so are y'all so i always ask everybody this at the end if you want people to find you on social media where do they find you or you can say just love this episode and see my beautiful face on youtube whichever route you want to go ladies as i say you can find Um, me on instagram um t very louise that's that's my instagram you can you know follow me i'm on tiktok too like I said, I got uh, I got one video that got a 200 likes. I was killing myself on that one. So I was like, oh, look at that. 200 people like me dyeing my hair. Uh-oh. I'm popular. <laughs> same, on, oh. same on TikTok, too. T-Berry Louise. T-Berry Louise. Yep. Mm-hmm. Don't look for me. I'm, I'm really not um, as pleasant as the rest of these ladies. However, if you would like to find me, you can find me on the Dirty Bag Podcast. Hey. hey that's it don't look for me i don't i don't like to be found we are remember we are on youtube guys if you have not subscribed yet please get on there so i'm gonna thank the ladies for coming on today nice reminder folks we are still in a pandemic ish we're applicable wear your mask wash your hands socially distance and when you get a free moment please remember to clean out your dirty bag till next time Well, darling.